0: hello and welcome everybody to this eighth episode of trade talks i go about as medici effects and in this episode we've got a trader from berlin his name is khaled he's got experience in the retail as well as institutional aspect of trading and in this podcast i'm going to be asking him about his journey and other various interesting questions which he could possibly answer for all of you guys as well as for me as i'm really interesting to know the answers to some of these actually so without further ado let's jump straight into the live podcast see you there hope you guys enjoy it so welcome everybody to this eighth trade talk podcast. I'm here with Khaled. Thank you very much for joining this time. We're going to be going over some uh, topics. He did institutional trading as well, so I'm really excited to talk about that in an aspect for you guys. And hopefully, you guys learn something from this as well. So, welcome. Um, my question to you is: How do you actually get an introduction to Forex, and what was your initial experience with Forex?
1: Well, first, I got int- introduced to Forex by Sean Lee. You know, right? I've- Just, I've been following him on Instagram, seeing him, how he's doing stuff, you know. That was like, okay, if he can do this, you know. Right. I can do it as well. Right. So, I just took it from there, you know. Mm -hmm. Deposited my first five grands into my trading account. Right. made, Made tons of money my first month. Then lost everything during the same, like, the same month. Went to hospital for three days because... That loss was really tough you know right then I just took it from there you know I knew like there, there is something outside these books like in the market it's not just like these books like yeah okay I got this strategy this system blah 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 I follow it right. know, there is something more about it
0: uh, would you say you were gambling in the beginning with the five grand
1: a hundred percent because my five grands made forty five grands. Oh wow. Then I made two hundred fifty grands within the first month. Right. Then I lost everything, you know, right. in one day. Right. So that was definitely like I even have I even have a screenshot on my IG too. Right. From two thousand sixteen, I guess.
0: Right.
1: When I was trading hundred lots or two hundred lots.
0: Right. Wow. So
1: that was a normal.
0: And you were trading every single pair, or were you uh, only focused on a couple?
1: No, I was focusing on Euro USD. I don't know why, because okay. or no, I researched, I researched that, and it was like volatile at that time. Right. So I was like, okay.
0: Yeah. So you kind of hopped onto it as well. Makes sense. Uh, for anyone getting into forex, was the biggest misconception maybe you even had? or the people that they have about Forex going into this. For me, for example, is that I'm going to make a lot of money real quick in the coming five years consistently on the spot and I'm going to be like living the dream really, really quickly. That was my misconception to understand that. What was it for you or what what do you say that most people would have in that sense?
1: Expectations.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: For me, it was really expectations. Because, like, you're starting something, you have specific uh, expectations for it. Mm -hmm. Then once you start and you get involved, the more you get involved to, you'll be like, you start realizing that. Right. Okay, I'm being unrealistic, you know?
0: Right. So it's
1: about expectations.
0: Okay. So, yeah, people with the unrealistic expectations, yeah? I saw it in myself as well.
1: Exactly. And then people tend to try to get rich quick. When they don't even know what does it mean to have 20 grand sitting in your bank account, you know.
0: And how do you tone it down then from that uh, big ego kind of mind into being humble? Because I'm pretty sure you had to go through that as well, I suppose.
1: It's uh, through my losses. Right. So I never traded a demo demo account in my life. Right. Never done that. Been always like with my real money because... I always believed in in being involved in the process, you know. Okay. And while I'm being involved in the process, my psychology needs to be triggered, my behavior too, you know. Right. And I was generalizing all of my process too. Even I was generalizing the way I was thinking during this trade, you know, what I was thinking when I executed this trade too. Right. Then after this trade, okay, let's say that that trade went against me. It's in a drawdown. Right. At that time, I didn't even have stop-loss too. It went against me. Okay, what did I think at that time? How did I behave? You know, did I shake? How um, was I stressed? You know. Right. So I used to just write everything, and okay. try like to find my mistakes and the loops that I keep on going over and over again. You know,
0: and fix them. Okay. And uh, do you still journal up till now?
1: No, I don't really journal my trading anymore. Okay. Because it's. It became a habit in my life okay you know it's just like whatever i do i keep on doing the same too so okay. there is nothing in you but what i do journal is like yeah my day you know okay the knowledge i learn especially like if i take a loss you know i journal that loss if i make a huge win mm-hmm. i'll journal it like yeah just like for the fun of it like to see what's different about it and so you know right uh and that's like at the end of each day right No, actually, I don't journal at the end of each day. No, I journal, like, at each moment, you know. Okay. So let's say I took a trade now, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if this trade is going to be a win or a loss, right? Okay. So I don't journal my trades. I journal my trades at the end of the day. But let's say I did something today that I didn't do before. Okay. So I'll journal it at, the like, at the same time, I'll just like pick up my phone if I'm outside, write it down. When I go home, I'll just write it on my journal. You know, if I had like a meeting with somebody, you know, and I've acted like some kind of a weird way or like letting my ego get in, the, in place in the middle of the conversation, I'll right. just write it down too.
0: That's uh, that's an interesting one because for me, for example, I only do it at the end mm-hmm. and the beginning of the day. So that is definitely a new way of uh, thinking I've never heard before doing um, do you have any like routines, daily routines? Like, if you wake up, any gratitude that you do, like, regret meditation or like that sort of things? Do you believe in that? Do you do anything?
1: Okay, when it comes to my beliefs, it's a bit complicated. Okay, it's not a bit, it's really complicated. Right. So, as I, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's all about your mind, you know, it's a state of mind. Everything yeah. is a state of mind. So, if I'm grateful, Right. For everything in my life, I don't really need to wake up in the morning, write a sticky note,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: yeah, I'm grateful, you know that doesn't make sense to me, you know, okay, my from person, you know that doesn't make sense, so I'm already grateful, you know, and this kind of stuff it's like you keep on growing and growing and growing you keep on evolving and feeding your soul with these like being grateful, you know like meditation too, right. like there are different ways to meditate too. There are different ways to manifest too, like, or visualize stuff too. Right. So what I tend to focus is I tend always to focus on my soul, you know, instead of materialistic stuff, machineries or... Because that wasn't even my goal. My initial goal was, like, to be free and have the freedom to move around my time and do whatever I want to.
0: Okay. So you wouldn't say that writing down on the sticky note uh, that you're grateful isn't another affirmation towards it? You wouldn't agree on that?
1: No, I wouldn't really agree on that because for me, it means that, okay, I'm not pretty convinced enough, you know, so I'm trying to plant this seed into my deep conscious mind, not even my subconscious mind, my deep consciousness. So I'm trying to just to plant it, you know.
0: Right. But in the beginning, you did or you... Never. Never. Okay. Never. Coming back to something that you mentioned earlier about demos. So you're you're categorically against demos.
1: Hundred percent. Right? Could you elaborate, maybe? Yeah, definitely. So when you're trading your real money, mm-hmm. the way your psychology is involved in the process is totally different than demo account, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you'll be behaving differently. You'll be thinking differently. The pressure on your head, you know, the pressure on your consciousness, your awareness is hundred percent different too. Mm-hmm. The way you're risking your money, if it's on a demo account, bro, I don't care, man. I'll just, like, lose it in one hour. Right. You know? I won't even, like, push stop losses, nothing. I've never tried it before. Mm -hmm. But I've done it on my real trading account. Like, yeah, just trading, like, I don't know, like a rat. Mm -hmm. So, like, the psychology won't be the same, too, you know? Right. So you won't be even, like, taking it seriously. No matter who are you, you know? true it's not the same even if you're taking it seriously you're following a strict system you know following a strict trading plan
0: yeah whatever
1: you call it it's not the same once yeah. you're losing you're not losing your money you know true. once you're making money you're not making your money too yeah so it's nothing you know it's just there okay and if it's about demo, or no, i tend like to backtest on a software right. so i train my eyes right uh my brain you know
0: yeah okay and how much, uh, what is a good am- What what is a good amount for you personally to backtest a week, would you say?
1: Nowadays, okay, for the last six months, right. I didn't backtest anything at all. No, in fact, I backtested in March. Okay. Like just played around, you know, it's like Call of Duty for me to backtest thing. Right. Because I just run the software and I start playing around with it, you know. Okay. So it's like... Call of Duty for me Just playing a game On my PS4 You know Yeah So For the last five months Let's say I didn't backtest anything But During the last three years I used to backtest A minimum of 20 to 30 trades a day Okay So I'll just like Sit in a session For three hours Backtest I don't know I've never like Counted the numbers too. You know I'll just backtest And then see the performance At the end You know Okay Okay That's good see my winners my losses you know like i see the odds like okay if i hit this one right what what were the odds that were on my side you know right okay and then then kept it like from there t- like took it simple kept expanding from there
0: okay interesting um to go back to you did a webinar yesterday and you said something regarding risk and reward that you don't believe in it
1: nope uh, at all could you explain that please to uh, me yeah it's simple man so nothing on this planet is fixed right right if we are fixed why do we get old why do we die right true why do we learn why do we grow up you know why do we like develop in our lives right okay and <laughs> to apply this to try to to fix this market to try to make this mar- this unique market with unique characteristics to fixed, then that doesn't really make sense. It's just like limiting your beliefs, limiting your abilities, you know, okay. limiting your brain power because it's like you'll get used to this. Okay, I'm risking one percent today, I have this one percent, I want to risk. So I opened the deal, I saw a really nice deal, mm-hmm. I opened the deal and I rest 1%, and I'll be like, okay, 3% is my TP, you know? Right. But what if it didn't hit your 3%? What if it, okay, it went to 2%, you know? Right. Then 1%, then it's stop loss. So, what I, what I saw like, during my years, is like, it's either it hits a TP or a stop loss, like from people, you know? Right. Then I was like, that doesn't really work like this. You need to, to manage your trades. You, know? you need to learn how to tr- manage your trades, trade management. Right. It's the same risk management, money management. You know? I even call losses management too, you know? winners management too. It's like under trade management. A matter of managing your trades. And to manage your trades, you need to build strict foundations of skills.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not easy. And you need to be aware of what's happening. Because right. once you're aware of what's happening on the chart, it's easy and boring, you know. Yes, true. I keep on saying that it's easy and boring. True. Yep. That's why I don't I don't sit in front of my chart all the day, you know. I don't do that. It's a maximum of one hour. Okay. Okay. I know the volume times, you know. I know the distribution times. I'll just like go there, tack, 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 easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't need to sit four hours a day on my or in front of my chart too.
0: But you do monitor through your phone or something to make sure that it's doing what you need to do, or how
1: does that work? I, once I open the deal, right? I'm on, on the deal hundred percent. I don't move until it's above my entry. I'm in profit. My stop loss, I break even then I'm good. The first goal is to protect my money.
0: Essentially, of course, because it's nice looking at profits, but you have to first look at your SL. Or what you're willing to lose, because that's the worst case scenario. Exactly. I want to get into your uh, institutional side for a second. Uh, You know, we've talked, we just said that uh, institutional and retail is actually all myths. Uh, (coughs) Once again, could you maybe repeat that for the people out there so they can
1: understand what you mean by that? Yeah, it's just a myth. Why is it a myth? Because it's limiting your beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's making you feel like trust, excuse my French, and the only difference between an institutional trading and retail trading is the data you know and right. the tools available for institutions too when it's actually available for retail traders too, but they don't wanna they don't wanna like put the effort you know put the energy in and research that, look for that you know, and they tend like willing to get everything for free too when when like okay when i used to study in my school when they got us like okay bloomberg terminal yeah bro that bloomberg terminal costs around 1500 a month Mm
0: -hmm. yep
1: but school got it for us yeah why because we need more data right and if i can pay fifteen hundred a month to get all of the data i want then i'm good with it too yeah right
0: so you're saying that in institutional for example oh no, for institutional trading and institutions people are kind of put in a position where they have this upper hand
1: with information but they're also pushed to use it exactly because if you don't use it then you're not going to outperform yeah in your field here. because when it comes to trading any uh, any financial instrument you're speculating in fact you're not like okay you're taking your decision but remember that in fact in reality you know originally your your decision has 50 50 percent right yeah. so it is a directional it's like flipping a coin then once it keeps on increasing once you keep on stacking the odds next to you you know the more the odds are like in your favor the more your success rate is going to be higher right correct so so it is the same so like for instance like if I want to get through this too it's like a long story if we just want to stick to this. So fundamental analysis I don't believe in that too. I don't believe in technical analysis too. I don't believe in trading styles too, you know. Okay. I believe like in skill set, you know. Right. Set of skills to okay. be a trader. So you need to learn macroeconomics why? Because you'll be you'll be gathering data for like 3 months, for a quarter to speculate the next quarter or two. So you like whatever happens like these nfp all of these news they don't move the market they will just move the intraday trend you know but i mean if you're trading
0: of, if you're trading on the intraday trade for intraday then it is valuable to you is it not
1: Yeah but okay why would i go through such what okay wait, why am i so desperate to trade the news too?
0: Um, because it can yield you profits.
1: It can it, and it cannot. Remember, there is a slippage around it. There Absolutely. are a, lo- a lot of errors around it too. Absolutely. So why why would you be that desperate to trade news? Unless you're like so desperate in making money in trading too.
0: I mean, you could trade, uh, for example, interest rate decisions.
1: That Definitely.
0: That, right. That's also intraday
1: but you cannot compare interest rate decisions with nfp no okay and economics the effect of interest rate is way more higher than nfp
0: so then it's var- then you would say various news you could trade the various you wouldn't
1: i wouldn't even trading news at all man so how
0: long do your trades last then if you're saying that when you look at the different quarters for the analysis for the macroeconomics like how long do your trades last if you're doing that kind of research okay i'm gonna tell you something right
1: about this i'm gonna give you an answer about this although i'm always like kind of conservative about this but just like giving it to you thank you so about me myself i've developed i've developed this into my life you know right so i'm trading for my living first then i also want to invest too you know yes so I don't want to just spend all of my money and then put some money in my bank account and then buy apartment. Yeah. No, I also want to invest too. So what I tend to do, I tend to scalp 90% of my time. Let's say 95% of my time. The holding period of each trade, like the average holding per- period of my trades is around three to four minutes too. Mm-hmm. But if you go through my highlights and my story, my account on Instagram, you'll see that trades on gold that I healed for two years. If you're recently following me, you'll see like, okay, I've been holding gold since for the last three days or two days, and I'm keeping it like over the weekend too.
0: Right. So, then so
1: it depends too, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It depends on what I want to do with it. It depends if I really catch a nice swing, a nice wave coming, you know. Right. So I'll just stick with it. And I tend to scalp more than swing trade because swing trading is boring. It's just fixed return. So I tend to scalp the whole swing and just like whatever, like amount of pips that I'm going to make on this generate on this swing. Right. I just like triple it times four times five times six.
0: So you kind of just get, you get into a big, uh, for example, opportunity and then you scalp within that opportunity to even make more. Exactly makes sense
1: and your question was how do i use microeconomics yes so microeconomics is there to give me my bias too good or to give me my shifting points too so if i got like certain news certain economical statistical data for the next three months that's showing some strength in the us dollar so i'll be like okay there's going to be weakness in the, the, in the gold market. Right. So now I need to look for my shift point too and I start like shifting my bias, right. my long-term bias, you know. Yes. And if you notice, I didn't sell gold once for the last two months. Why? Because I sold gold before yesterday, like three positions, and I got stopped out just to show people like, it is an uptrend. Even though it went down, it is a, still an uptrend.
0: Right. I mean, it makes sense with everything that's going on right now.
1: Especially gold too, because it's so volatile. The volume is so high there, so it doesn't make sense, you know.
0: And then this shifts into emotions, right? How how do you manage emotions during trades? It's, it's a question that everybody asks. <laughs> Every single person gets the question. How do you manage emotions? How do you keep calm? You know, I'm going to ask it to you anyways. How do you manage your emotions?
1: Okay, that's I don't know what to tell what to tell you about this because I don't I don't really like I don't really have that much emotions to lift. Right. Because I've struggled enough. I've felt like painful enough to, right. So I I don't really have that much emotion to like the suffering emotion, you know, right to give, you know. Like, for instance, I still like have my personal emotions, which is like love to be loved and like all of my soulness emotions, you know right but when once it comes to pain, greed, you know, like being like discouraged and stuff, I don't really have that, you know
0: it's because you've been through so much already,
1: yeah, because it's like nothing I'm going through you know is going to to bring me where I were exactly where I was, sorry, right. And what I've been through is, like, I'm pretty sure it was was my peak point, you know? Right. No more I do in my life, I'm not going to touch that peak point again in my life, you know? My emotions, they have nothing to do with, like, my trading at all. Even Even if I lose money, I don't be, like, frustrated. I mean, it's part of the game. It's like... No, for me, especially, like, I don't know. For me, like, from my data from my statistics I'm right about 80 to 90% of the time honestly it's like around 88% but I keep on saying like it's 80 to 92 because it ranges from 80 to 90 you know makes sense so once I lose it's like an indication you know
0: Mm -hmm. so I just pay attention
1: for that indication
0: indication towards
1: towards okay I might did something wrong I wasn't going with the flow My elements weren't aligned, you know?
0: Right. Okay. And
1: maybe I'm just not focused.
0: Yeah, could be a possibility as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at it, like for the last three, four months, no, actually for the last year, I didn't even have a single losing day. So once, if I'm going to have a losing day, I'll be like, okay, my edge doesn't even allow me to lose a day. Right. So why did I lose it then? I don't have a losing week too, you know, so if I lose a week, okay. There is, there is something wrong. I've did, you know, I've done, sorry. So it's just like a matter of being dynamic too, right. Too, like through your process.
0: Dynamic and adapt to the situation and such. Um, a dynamic way, right. Dynamic way. Okay. So two questions arising from this. Would you say that you being prior in the institutional sector, uh, as work, did it influence you to become less emotionless or not
1: yeah exactly you know why because no. <clears throat> when I got hired I like I took the, like the dealing accounts for the broker right. after like three four days which is like I took a lot of places to right other spaces so I was like managing some really good amount of money. Right. Then I came, then I have all of this data in front of me. I've I had like around 3000 traders in front of me, you know. Right. Taking their positions, taking everything. So I started like categorizing them too, you know. Then I then I was like, damn man. I used to see people losing millions too. Like within a couple of minutes just selling gold, you know, dropping like 100 lots three times, you know, four times. I don't know. Within like a couple of minutes gold will just push up 300 pips 500 pips and right boom nothing left so that actually triggered something inside me too which is like I said okay it is what it is first then second i'm not risking my money too was okay if a trader like if like let's say a b trader
0: yeah
1: is what is executing a trade okay yeah. i don't need to risk my money on him you know but if a trader like me executing a trade, no, I'm um, I gotta pass that trade too. So, but okay, during passing these trades too, I gotta take a better entry too, you know. And once you trade for a broker, once you deal for a broker, you don't use a stop loss even too, you know. Yeah. So you just like start to being like a robot, right? You just like being a robot, you know.
0: And you're just doing the same thing over, over, over again.
1: Yeah, you're just like the same boring stuff over and over again, you know.
0: And that's what you took into what you're doing now, in a sense. Because I can see that on your Instagram. You're doing the exact same thing day in, day out. And it's just working for you. You're not switching anything. You're not, you know.
1: The same thing I got hired for is where I am today, you know. Right. So, okay, I learned stuff from there, definitely, you know, but what I've learned there is like what's happening on the other side of my chart. That's it, you know? Okay. But when it comes to my skill, to my trading, to my, to my mind, mind toughness, or like to the way I think, I didn't really change that much too. Okay. Because I wasn't even convinced about the policy until I changed the policy too, you know?
0: And did you trade prior getting into that job or not?
1: Yeah, definitely, ma. I got hired because of my track record.
0: Right. Yeah, makes sense. Is there days when you decide not to trade, or is it an ongoing flow
1: for you? Mm, that's a nice question. I honestly have never asked myself this question before, so it triggered. It, it actually triggered something inside me, like to, to confu- It triggered confusion inside me to think about it. Right. In fact, like, no. I just trade when I want to trade, you know. Okay. I just, or like, I just trade when I, when I see like, okay, market is trending. There's some nice opportunities. Why waste it, you know. And if you notice that whenever gold is chilling, I'll be just chilling too, you know. Yeah. So it's more about the market than it's more about me. Or then if, if I have so much on my plate, if I have so much on my plate and I'm not focused enough, you know, like during my exams, let's say I'm about to graduate now. Right. So I don't have anything else to do except trading. So if I have like exams or if, like, if I have like a couple of meetings in my, co- in my company too, or if I'm having like clients coming from Jordan to Germany, so I got to host them, show them around right. and like take them to your houses and stuff, you know, because they have a tourism company too and a consultancy. So, I tend not to trade because I'm not focused enough, you know. And I don't want to just trade for the sake of trading, too. Makes sense. No, it is my job, too, you know. Yeah. It is like a part of my life, too. So, it's not something I have to do when I want to do it. Right. No, it is just something I do when I have the state mind to do it, like the mind state to do it.
0: Right. Because I also heard um a couple of traders successful traders say that <clears throat> if you don't manage uh your time on screen and your time with the markets, it will literally drain your energy out of you and it will exactly you then you have
1: that? like just fifteen years, so if, let's assume that you're a full- time trader you you sit on that chart for nine hours a day or eight hours a day right then you start calculating from the starting point fifteen years you know after fifteen years, you gotta quit okay. Wow. Research it. Okay. So I what I tend to do, I just spend a couple of hours a day, like an hour, you know. Right. Like my analysis, it's like it takes less than one minute.
0: Well, that's essentially because you trained your eye already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't take that much time, and then I already know where to buy, when to sell. You know.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, because you're
1: with one in one with flow with the market. Exactly. So it's just like. Yeah, it depends if I'm over-trading, too, which I don't really believe in that concept, too, but it's kind of true if you're losing money and if you know how to manage your money, too, and your trades. So if I'm over-trading or, like, this month, I've been experimenting a lot, too. So you'll see me, like, executing, I don't know, 20, 40 trades a day, you know. Okay. Like, independent trades, now the same positions, now the same entries, now the same... Just like different positions, you know, different entries and so on.
0: And how was it going for you? Amazing. Okay.
1: It's just like I I was trying to eliminate some of the retail trading beliefs, you know, Mm -hmm. that they've been triggered in since I've got into trading, you know, because I've been always following Sean Lee. Right. Learning from his journey too, while learning from my journey. When looking at everybody else, is just attacking Sean, you know, Yeah. and trashing him with like, what's he doing, you know? Yeah. Especially what happened with his track record too, like when he made like seven, seven hundred fifty grand. Yeah, from you the five grand. He withdrew grand. like Yeah. From, and I was like, people like tend to be trashed too, you know, because you th- like you focus on on her like on him that he blew the money.
0: Right.
1: But you didn't focus on that dude that he made from 5 grand 750 grand and he withdrew 100 grand too you know
0: yeah what i mean so that doesn't make sense too bro but most people uh, anyways like talking about others and looking at others instead of themselves
1: exactly and that's annoying too yeah so i have all like i have all of these gurus yeah. you know who used like to follow me and i've like 100% been blocked you know by them because i ain't got chill you know
0: yeah
1: and i'm an og in this market too right i'll be looking like dude man you just like you just trash man right yeah i don't know i really get irritated by this because it is what it is at the end of the day but if you look at it you're teaching fake knowledge absolutely yeah and that's what pisses me off especially after i worked for a broker and i've seen how it's done actually in reality right that we hire educators that they don't have shit to do with with trading you know they don't know shit about trading dude. They just learn a couple of a couple of books take this like cfi or whatever like certified technical analyst analyst or something you know like this
0: right
1: i'll be like yeah it's going up going down use this use that dude have you even made money out of this Okay, if you made money, why, why are you like an educator in my broker? Why, why, why aren't you a dealer, you know? Why aren't you a dealer taking your decisions or a risk manager right. in my department? You know, so this is really annoys me. And uh, what annoys me too, that people, they don't know anything about the dark side of this market. Mm-hmm. You don't know the dark side about owning a broker. What you can do with it, you know, the, there is a lot of myths about brokers. Like the bro- B broker is a devil. When it's not too, you know, a regulated broker I'm talking about. Right. You know, so there is a lot of misconceptions, you know.
0: And in what sense would you say, uh, maybe elaborate on that about the B, B booking? The... So
1: people have this vision right. about the broker that, okay, once I'm buying, the broker is taking the exact <laughs> opposite direction or opposite side of my deal. Right. When it's not true, I'm not allowed to do that. I would love to do that, you know. I would 100% love to do that. Right. But legally, I'm not allowed. Ethically, I'm not allowed. Okay. So, the whole, like, the main difference between an A-book broker and a B-book broker, sorry, is like the business models. A-book broker will just pass your, your, like, trades, you know, your deals. So, there is no risk on them. No, there is no risk associated with their business model. Why? Because they are just passing it to liquidity providers and they're charging you commissions too. But when a B-book broker is not passing it to, and they're just like the market maker or liquidity provider of themselves too, so they're like, the whole risk is associated with their business model. And at the end of the day, (coughs) there is a hybrid broker too, which is what? Which is, I categorize my traders too, because... Even the percentage that 73% or like 80% lose money. No, it's 100% loses money too. I've seen it, you know. I've seen people making $100,000, you know, and losing it within like a couple of months too. So everybody loses too. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Right. So you got this hybrid broker, which is, their business model is to categorize traders. So I got like a really profitable trader, a consistent trader who's always making money and being rational with his money too. Yeah. So I won't take the, his risk, you know, I'll just pass it. Makes sense. Then I got the uh, then I got like the traders who keep on losing, you know. So I'll just like, yeah, take their risk. Okay, i lose 50 60 100 grands, but it's okay if I'm making like 10 millions too. That's so it. It, it's, it is about who needs who to, you know. It's about who needs to, because I need the broker yes. to execute my trades, and the broker needs me to operate. And for regulated environment, it, it is just, man, if you do something wrong, regulators aren't going to chill on you, man. especially in the financial market. They'll just hunt you and take most of your money.
0: final question on everything you just said is do you reckon that it's important to get a formal education in order to step into this field properly and to actually be profitable and live off of this
1: so I'm going to tell you something about this Okay. so I recently like released my program right and yeah I've closed it already like I already got like my team Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on them and so so the soul of my program was like to train traders for six months. Why six months? Because I'm going to teach them everything. You know. So we're going to build a set of foundations for a set of skills too. You know. Right. Because, for instance, like, like in my knowledge, I learned economics, finance, behavioral finance, behavioral trading. You know. And I've developed all of these concepts into my trading edge. You know, my trading style. So it is really important for you to learn, you know, to educate yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying that you need to go to school to educate yourself, okay. but you need to spend some time too. You know, you need you need to really invest your time. Okay, I have one dude like this. He's following me on Instagram. He texted me like while ago. I see potential in him. He's really good. He's also one of, one of my team. Like he's a part of my team too. So he texted me a while ago, like month, one month ago, and he was like, "I'm I'm dropping out of school." I was like, "Don't do that."
0: Okay.
1: I'm not trying to judge you here or tell you what to do, but don't do that, you know. He was why because I told him you need to learn about, you need to learn about businesses, you need to learn about uh, marketing, about management, you need to learn about macroeconomics, you know, you need to learn about statistics too. You need, you need to learn about, you need to learn about all of this stuff. He was like, "I can learn them by myself." i was like if you can learn them by yourself then it's going to be faster too
0: formal education creates discipline that's one thing that i'll give it definitely
1: yeah exactly because i've struggled for three years you know mm-hmm. i've struggled for three years studying in a private university that they don't appreciate that i'm a trader although they everybody knows that i'm a trader there and i make money you know i'm, and I'm living out of my trading but i cannot miss my lecture too so I love to trade the overlap. I'll be sitting in my lecture, you know, and trading, and I lost I lost a lot of money just doing that in my lecture, you know, especially in my languages lectures, like when I when I was studying Spanish. Languages teachers, bro, they are like assholes, dude. They don't appreciate <laughs> anything. They just got this literature, and literature is like <laughs> life, you know? So it was a struggle too. Right. But I'm done with it now
0: right okay
1: just going all in and trading now
0: interesting man Now i appreciate you sharing all of this with us
1: it's okay man i have i have nothing to keep to myself man. i'm just going to die at the end yeah you know? i mean so all, all of us. why will? just keep it to myself
0: i get you there would you uh want to end it off maybe with some tips or something for anyone starting out or someone in this business as a last note
1: i'll be like evolve Feed your soul, be real too, mm-hmm. learn, invest in yourself more than investing in your trading account because no matter how money you're going to feed your trading account, you're going to blew it, you know. Right. Exactly. So you need to learn. Learning is going to take you some time, you know, but you need to watch charts too. I... I used to watch charts more than I watched movies you know for the last six years. Just look at charts how they just develop you know yeah it, yeah a... then then you don't even need a story then you don't need, you don't need, even need a strategy why because your brain will start functioning you know by itself you know your brain will start telling you what to do too
0: yeah no that's good tips and I hope uh, you guys learn from it as well uh, once again I appreciate you joining um and i'll drop down your instagram in the description of this podcast as well for everyone interested in fact khaled also has a book uh Gold alchemist uh it's a really interesting one i'm uh, i started reading it so i'll drop a link of that as well if khaled wants to maybe talk about that
1: if not yeah just give it to everybody perfect i don't mind i just i just gave it for free for a reason like yeah to spread the knowledge Right. And I didn't even talk about strategies or technical analysis that much because I focus on I focus on the foundation of trading, of trading knowledge too. Because you'll jump on tra- you'll jump on gold. You want to trade gold and you don't even know anything about gold too. That doesn't make sense too.
0: No, absolutely not with anything, right? When people jump onto, for example, EuroCAD, CAD, Euro Dollar, whatever, and they don't know anything
1: about the dollar or the euro, and they're like, "Why is it going up? Why is it going down?" Like, I still remember, like, the time when I used to gamble, you know, like, on Euro, when I made a lot of money, lost it, went to hospital. I was trading Euro USD because, okay, I didn't know anything about trading, you know, and strategies, whatever, like, skills, setups, all of this, you know, risk management. But I researched it, you know. Yeah. And I've seen, like, okay, Euro is going to, like, to strength, you know, like, against the dollar, too. So, I was, like, it's going to go up. Yeah, so you so bought. that's like a part of what I got lucky to because I was just buying I didn't even have one single cell I was just buying your dollar you know like well, yeah. randomly buying your dollars
0: I mean be it luck or be it uh, you know be it luck or be it whatever you still kind of use some kind of logic you know
1: exactly you know it's
0: important not just blindly poking in the dark well yeah appreciate it once again for everyone out there stay tuned there's more to come And uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast.